Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter, and I'm joined with Kama. Hi, this is Kama, um, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And Devin? Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And we're going to be discussing Eddard's 11th chapter in A Game of Thrones, um, all the usual trigger warnings for rape and violence, unfortunately. Um, uh, so we'll jump right in with uh, Ned... He's sitting on the Iron Throne, hearing petitions while Robert is out hunting. Um, his shattered leg is throbbing in pain, and it's made much worse by sitting on the hellishly uncomfortable, as he calls it, throne. Uh, you know, you have really pretty extensive descriptions of it right here. Um, you know, it sounds pretty gruesome and just, you know, in his head, he's sort of like... Sit somewhere yeah, else. I know! I was like, <laughs> I, I know! I have know. another throne built. This <laughs> one will just be what's for show. We'll actually get a comfortable seat to sit <laughs> oh, in. It never makes any sense that anyone sits there. That is a good point. That is a really good point. Yeah. They're the king. It's good to be He's the like, king. Hey, maybe a maybe chair and nobody needs to sit on it. Was <laughs> dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I get I, the like, well, that no king should sit comfortably, but I mean, come and on. You, know, you think it's so high up that they could even have somebody like, I don't know. I guess they don't have the, like you don't drag it. It was like it's something like I don't know if they have a tool that would work like a welding tool where they could kind of just melt, you know, just melt enough of the edges to make it like from far away it looks sharp, but it's not really sharp. But it's anymore. not really yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, like sand it down or something. Some it's so high up, nobody's gonna notice if the seat doesn't. Nobody cut will you. notice. It's, <laughs> like how I'm uh, like it's always when looking at the book, I was like I have an illustrated version. Yeah, and, like how big this thing is supposed yeah. to be compared to what they did with the show um which that would have been awesome to look at had they done that in the show like just like, make it cgi some more swords in there and let you, I, you know i know make it as big as it should be it's like work smarter not harder they could have made it totally comfortable but had the impression of fear and you know the swords all around the edge uh, <laughs> but um so it is had he's damning um, Aegon for his arrogance in creating it, and then also Robert for going hunting that day. And um, Varys, Pycelle, and Baelish are seated at a table right beneath the throne. Um, he sees kneeling little villagers. They're tattered and bloody. Uh, and the three knights that brought them there. Um, the West has been a mess. You know, we sort of get this internal thought since Catelyn had seized Tyrion, River on a Casterly Rock had called their banners, and armies were massing below the Golden Tooth. Uh, Sir Carl Vance gestures at the villagers and tells Ned they were all that remained of the holdfast of Shearer. Shearer, I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, the rest were dead, along with the people of Wendish Town and the Mummers Ford. Ned asks them to rise. Um, he never trusts what a man told him from his knees, to quote Ned. Um, they tell him how their shops and houses and farms were burned, um, you know, they're adamant. I mean, it seems reasonable. They, these, these weren't raiders by what we're hearing because um, they didn't take anything. They're killing livestock. They're playing and cruelly murdering the villagers. Um, when questioned about their armor, they say they had no identifying markers, flew no banner, rode war horses, you know, which pings. And then also 
It was sort of on raiders would just be riding like not, you know, really expensive war horses. Um, they describe a man larger than anyone had seen before. And Sir Mark exclaims the mountain. Can any man doubt it? This was Gregor's Clegane's work. Uh, so I'll stop right there. So we can discuss that first little portion. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Like it's pretty horrible, you know, what these people have been through. And then he, they, you know, and Ned sort of says that too. They drag them there, you know, up yeah. to. Uh, it really sucks to be a member of the small folk, man. Like, really sucks. You know, it's the like, worst possible place you could be is to be a, one of the small folk. And, and you know, you wonder. It's just maybe, especially once the ball gets rolling. But you know, there's no, they have no way of knowing. Like, this is so out of nowhere. Like, if if things aren't already once it's escalated, people expect this. But like. It's just terrible thing. You're just going around everyday business and like these horrors unfold. Yeah, you're randomly hoeing a field or something, and the next thing you know, there's this, you know, massive psychopath barreling down. <laughs> yeah, or is it somebody else's mercy? You know, somebody's. Picasso, <laughs> there are many large men or whatever he says. Oh, you God. know good and well. He there's is only such a one tool. guy that's doing it. He's the worst. He's- yeah, God, it's uh, you know, and that's I kept thinking. I was like, this reminds me so much of the sh- shit going on now. Like, it's so many different examples you can use. Like, it's like Lindsey you know, Graham. Yeah, it's like you you see with your eyes. Like you're they're telling you something. Oh, okay, I I hear and I see. I know what's going on, and you're saying something different. Oh my God, it's infuriating. It's ridiculous how <laughs> much like we can relate. Yes. the problems now. <laughs> yes, it's just ridiculous. Oh my god! And then he's got you know, so he's dealing with the three of them, and um, there's sort of the muttering and nervous whispers throughout the hall, and the you know, uh, you know he and Ned makes a really good sort of point in his head. He's talking about how when they brought them there, it's like they're essentially naming Lord Tywin as as he says the butcher before their king. Like he's going to the king was like the fa- you know, it's so insane. His father in law is he's accusing him of murder and um, you know, inciting this, ordering it. Um Pycelle questions, you know, that's like you were saying, Pycelle questions, they argue back and forth. You know, we get this kind of just ugh, just all of them are just so horrible. And Tywin notices people beginning to slip out of the hall and he thinks it's out of fear and most likely to run back and report to like Cersei's camp and um, Baelish is kind of riding that same train of thought and supporting them like why you know why the three nights we have Sir Mark Piper Sir Carl Vance and Sir Raymond Derry he's sort of like well why weren't you there you know under you know when the whole fest what okay why weren't you there when the whole fest under the protection was attacked? So essentially, like, um, you know, it's like if this came out of nowhere, why would they, you know, he's kind of getting, we get a little background of why they were. Sir Carl says was, you know, he was with his father in the past, blow the golden tooth, as was Sir Mark, and Sir Raymond had been summoned. You know, we get this other interesting information. Sir Raymond was summoned by Edmund or Redverun. And Clegane was obviously gone by the time they arrived back. Uh, Ned thinks to himself that Tywin's motives for the attack, you know, were to bleed off strength from River Run. Um, you know, so it's like Baelish is saying this shit, and he had to, you know, it's like, it's just so, I don't know how to say it. Like, they wanted, like, he's like, they wanted to immediately hunt down Clegane. This is what the knights are telling them. But Lord Hoster Tully had convinced them to get approval from, approval from the phone, uh, throne first. 
Ned is relieved to hear this um, because obviously if they'd struck out on their own, Tywin and Cersei would have accused the Tullys of breaking the king's peace first. So we've got this whole mess here that like basically, you know, they're getting the Inquisition for like, essentially they did the right thing. They wanted to just run off, which would have made the situation so much worse. And he's like, you know, accusing them. Um, And Aruna 22 had a question that pertains to this. Um, Why does anyone keep disrespecting uh, Edmure? I'd vote for him. Do any of you know of any fic where he and Jamie are friends or frenemies? And this was a part that I didn't leave at this little notation right here. I didn't put it in there, but yeah, Ned kind of like dismisses like Edmure also. He's like, um, what is it? I forgot the exact remark. He makes a dismissive remark about him. You know, he's like, oh, well, he would have wanted to do the, like, the, the, what is it, like, the honorable or the knightly thing or whatever it is to run off, you know, send people right away out. And I don't know. He just, like, kind of looks down at him. He gets, <laughs> he gets the short end of the, Edmir gets the short end of the stick a lot. And I don't, I don't know if it was, something that George just never wrote in, but it's never real clear. Like, and Guile would be, it's too bad she's not here because she was. Yeah, she would. But I mean, is it like a situation (laughs) where you screw up once and you screw up so bad that even though you're right every other time, no one will ever listen to you again? No. I don't know. And I wonder if, did Kat ever, you know, what did she say about him? You know, do they have private conversations where, you know, was it all based on his own interactions with him? Or is it like Kat ever, you know, sort of talked down about him to, to Ned? No. I don't know of any, um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. It's been a while. I've taken a little fan fiction break, so I don't know about. I haven't, I have not read a lot of fic with him. Uh-huh. And I read well, it's been a while, but I I read pretty widely. Um, yeah, if anybody knows, you can write it and say. But yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think. Yeah, but. most stuff I've ever read. He's <laughs> if he's there, he's. It's not like he's a um, a main character in any way in most of the fics I've ever read. Yeah, yeah. And it would be interesting. Like that would be interesting. <laughs> See, like different perspective on a Edmure. Oh. So, uh, Ned tells Sir Robert Royce to find the hunting party and inform them of what has happened. Sir Mark asks for vengeance, and Ned says that they will get justice. Um, Sir Lurus shouts out that he would like the honor of acting on Ned's behalf. Um, it's pretty dramatic. You know, it's all quiet, and he shouts out. Um, and, he, you know, he says because of your injured leg. And Ned searches the room, and then he sort of, there's a little pause here, and it's, it's kind of dramatic, and he calls out Lord Beric Dondarrion, and he raises his voice, and I'll read this little part. Um, In the name of Robert of the House Baratheon, Baratheon, the first of his name, King of the Andals, and the Roinar, and the first men, Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and Protector of the Realm, by the word of Eddard of the House Stark, his hand, I charge you to ride the Westlands with all haste, to cross the Red Fork of the Trident under the King's flag, and there bring the King's justice to the false knight Gregor Clegane, and to all those who shared in his crimes. I denounce him and attain him, attaint him, and strip him of all ranks and titles, of all lands and incomes and holdings, and do sentence him to death. May the gods take pity on his soul. Uh, Cardinal Girl, we have a few questions here, so I guess I'll start with... Um, Cardinal Girl 75 from Discord that relate to the section. Um, she says a couple of ob- observations. First, when Laura steps forward and volunteers to go after the mountain, I thought, 
do you have another mare in heat to knock him off his horse? Second, when Pycelle tries to claim that someone other than the mountain was guilty of the crimes, I thought seriously. There were many men down in the realm who stand, you know, how many of there are that stand eight feet tall? Sit down, you Lannister toady. Um, and then sort of like riding coattails right on this is like Iruna22 sort of said, you like, um, you're pitting the Tyrells and the Lord of Storms end against the Lannisters. Two Lord Paramount of regions where you have no alliances have to get involved if you sent Loras. What do you think Tywin would have done if Loras was sent and Renly and Olenna? Would it have changed anything in the long run? Oh, I oh. think so. I think if Loras goes, there's a different outcome. It, it still may not be mm-hmm. a good outcome, but I think it changes things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it I think, must. I think it's Littlefinger who says that... Um, that the mountain would send us like send your head back with a plum. Um, in your oh yeah, yeah. Mm. That, yeah, I think Loris dies <laughs> if he goes. Yeah, first of but all, so if Loris dies, okay, I'm not oh, really thinking about Loris's um well-being yeah. here. But if Loris dies, I don't see the Tyrells easily uniting with the Lannisters because mm. Sir Gregor is no, their definitely man. Not. He's he's Tywin's man. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they've got to know, I mean, they'd be politically skilled enough to know that he was sent on Lannister orders. So I don't Mm. see them being easily able to ally with them. Maybe they ally with the Starks or um, with the Tullys, but I don't see them, you know, I think it's, it's like not a better outcome in terms of like, well, I mean, at least for Loras, but... I, I see it as a different outcome. Yeah, and like um, Book O'Hare from Discord, her next question is exactly sort of okay. Was Ned's move to send Barrack with the King's flag his most astute move? Um, I don't know about most astute, but I don't think it was. I don't know, it doesn't seem like a bad, given what he's dealing with right now. I don't necessarily think this is a bad decision. I mean, it sounds like they wanted you know they're like wanted him to hold off. Like they were like oh you know they wanted him to wait and wait till Robert got back, and he's like no look. He kind of checks them. I'm, I'm the king's word. I'm working for him right now. Um, I think Loris would have been a mess. He needed to send someone more neutral. I guess, like, you know, I, I think it's just interesting. Like, okay, we know Ned's position is is getting more precarious by the hour, right? Yeah. And, and this move, this move, does a lot to like, you know, now he's teetering. Yeah, but I think if Loras volunteers and goes, I think things get more complicated, but maybe in a better way for the Starks. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Oh. I mean, I think Ned is dead regardless, but I think it just changes things up because part of the reason the Lannisters get to stay in power is because the Tyrells ally with them and send all their food. <gasps> Oh, so right? then this would it's this would prevent Marjorie. that. It's yeah, like, yeah. So this, this stop like if Loras goes and dies, you bastards! You killed my son. You know our yeah. son. We're not gonna. You know you can all starve to death, and then Stannis is able to sweep in or whatever. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. So like, this would like, so, uh, yeah. <clears throat> like um, think less micro and think more global. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Ned still dies, as you said, but the Starks probably fare better. Uh, or the Lannisters fare worse. Maybe or the Lannisters fare worse. Yeah, maybe not start to do so much better. But the I Lannisters don't think they forgive off. if Loras goes off and presumably dies, which I think is the guaranteed outcome. Then I don't think the Lannisters. 
I, I don't I don't see that getting resolved anytime quick. You know that conflict yeah, that would no. He is. They love and, him. I mean, he is. This isn't like a, a you know, a Sam kind of situation where his father is like, you know, I, you know, I'd kill you myself. It would help you. This is someone they care about. God, and what the fuck is Robert doing? Like, really, he has a fucking point, like, of all the times, because there's already stuff roiling. Like, uh, the, the small folk may not have known, but they've certainly known what the things were ramping up, some, you know, going on here. Why the hell would he leave? Because that's like, then you think, okay, like, you guys are like, why? Oh, God, what a horrible position to be in, because it's well, like, this is no matter what he did. did. Oh, I don't have to do anything. God. My hand handles everything. God, but he had to know. Oh, he had to have known that Ned would be the shit house. Like that Ned would take the. Oh my God! I don't think he thinks that through. <laughs> no, I mean I think if he had, if someone had said to him, and maybe he would have been guilted into. But I don't think he's thinking. I think he does what he wants to do. I think this is what the the situation has been. John Aaron would like kind of do all the stuff. And Robert went off and did whatever he wanted. And, you know, I think he he wanted Ned to be doing that. You know, I don't think he's thinking out the consequences. I don't. Maybe he'd care. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I wonder. I mean, if he thought about this and thought that he's putting the children are there, if he's putting not just Ned, but his children, their lives in danger, like, oh, my God. Like, it's just what kind of friend is that? Ugh. God, Sam. <laughs> is, well, well, is there anybody? So, I mean, Barrick essentially gets picked because he's there. Because yeah. I think Ned just scans the Scan- room mm-hmm. and then picks him. Like, is like, yeah. I also think that's sending Barrick to his death in a way. Because I think it would be sending yeah. most people to their death. Yeah. Is there anybody that they like that realistically could have been been at court that they could have sent to even deal with this? And that's that's a good segue. Like I could segue segue us into the next section, which is like where Varys gives his his opinion on that. We could talk about um, as Ned makes his descent from the throne, Loras sullenly sullenly asks him what sh- what he should do. Um, Ned tells him that while he doesn't doubt his valor, he reminds him again that they are seeking justice, not vengeance. Um, Varys gathers his papers and approaches Ned. He quietly tells Ned. That he's a brave, Ned's a brave man, and questions why he did not send Loras or even Sir Illyn, who is the king's justice. And Ned sends, says he intended That's no slight. Yeah, I thought this was really, uh, he, he intended no slight, but the pains are bannermen of the Lannisters. And Varys responds, very prudent, no doubt. Um, still, I chanced to see Sir Illyn in the back of the hall, staring at us with those pale eyes of his, and I must say, he did not look pleased. Though to be sure, it is hard to tell with our silent night. I hope he grow- outgrows his disappointment as well. He does so love his work. Um, and the kind of two questions about um, Cardinal 75 of Discord says, when Varys says he hopes Sir Illyn Payne um, will, uh, will get over his disappointment about not being sent... Um, that he loves his work. Damn, I teared up about that. Although this does lead me to question if Ned had sent Ilan Payne, would he have carried out Ned's orders, or did Ned suspect of being in the Lannister's pocket, which is why he chose to send um, Barrick and company. Um, uh, I guess there's one more. I guess we kind of go over these two. The ancient octagons question, 
was what do you think Sir Ellen was thinking at the end of the chapter, like translating what varies observe. Um, considering the strange friendship that developed between him and Jamie, do you have any predictions about his future role in the story? It's interesting that the chapter that features the genesis of the Brotherhood Without Banners ends with Sir Ellen Payne looking on ominously. So yeah, this whole thing was kind of interesting. I actually kind of forgotten that that this whole part with varies and Ellen Payne and Oh yeah, I totally forgotten. I remember yeah. Loris because I remember because he's that was when I learned, you know, Loris has some idealism to him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, Sir Ellen is an interesting guy. I mean, you know, probably no one has ever asked his opinion about anything in like you know, <laughs> years. Is, is it, would he really have wanted to go? I mean, I, you can't trust what Varys says. I mean, hell, you can't trust what Littlefinger says, but they sometimes raise interesting points. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, is Sir Ilan, is he that guy? I've never thought of him as being that guy to go ride out yeah, and bring weird. down somebody. Like, I only think of him as, like, the executioner. Yeah, I've yeah. thought somebody of him else like can like be the warrior. Yeah, bring him back, but you're just, you're the guy that swings a sword at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's almost like an assassin for you. Is he, like, yeah. a marshal, or is he, like... You know the guy who works in the death house, and I just assumed he was yeah. the guy who worked in the death house. Yeah, the death house, it was, yeah. yeah, there was a static location, and then it, it made me wonder, which I I didn't look up, but I probably should. Like, is there any precedent for that? Like, did they send like their, you know, <laughs> would they get sent out on com- you know commission jobs? Okay, you're gonna go here instead of you know. I just assume they bring people back, you know, to get their heads chopped off, but they have one, you know. <laughs> Okay, well, we're and, looking again at the wiki, and again, it okay. is the wiki, but they're calling the King's Justice the Executioner. Okay. Tasked yes. with executing any person sentenced to death by order of the king. All right, so granted, you know, what? Ned condemned him to death, but that doesn't mean, like, you know, most executioners aren't involved with, like, bringing the guy back. And do or do they like do they bring the executioner like if they're going off to war do they like tote him around with them yeah, I guess can, he does go around right him. he's he's because he's but traveling he doesn't seem like okay, the one that's going to do the, the jail I mean that's what he does I mean I'm not saying that's not a job but I mean he's not <laughs> this is not Tommy Lee Jones in the Fugitive this is <laughs> yeah it's just seemed weird like what do you think Varys why was Varys doing that like what was his angle so if it was something a little odd to say what was his just to so like sort of like concern and mad, make him worry. Why does Varys say anything? <laughs> I, well, I think they're trying. I, I mean, <laughs> I think there's definitely they're trying to keep. They don't want Ned to be good at his job. They never have, and they don't want him to feel comfortable. And that's a big part of what they do. Okay. But it doesn't mean that they're wrong. I don't know where this business with Sir Ilan Payne comes in because honestly, unless this is something that George intended to write. You know, he changed his mind. Like, I don't know where that all comes from. Like, I'm not... Like, is this back history about the King's Justice something that is written in a later book? I don't know. Yeah, or so, yeah, exactly. Is it just information that we need? Something in there is information that we need and not yeah, like... A I'm whole looking thing. at the references and... Yeah. It's, a lot of this is yeah. coming from, like, Feast. So... Okay. Maybe George had intended him to be more like a marshal, like in the Old West, who'd be the guy bringing the, you know, condemned guy in. I don't know. I mean, I think, honestly, I think the most devious thing Ned could have done with a long-term possible, like, better outcome for his family would be Loris. Yeah. But, I mean, 
Ned is a decent man. Loris is what, 14, 15, something like yeah. that? You're sending a kid out to his certain death if you do that. Yeah. Whereas Beric is what, all of 25, but at least he's yeah. he's a little bit older and a little bit more seasoned. But again, sending someone to their... I'm really impressed, by the way, that he had that whole thing memorized about, you know... I I had a hard time getting through it. I was reading it. (laughs) Like, do you really need to say all of that? (laughs) And how do you learn that? Is that like when you're, you're like, you're a young, you know, kid, do they, like, school you in oaths that you might need to know? Kind of like, you know... Where the shrimp fork goes, or something. I don't know. He's up, Ned's up in the tower of the hand with his little cheat sheet, reading every night, practicing, memorizing. I really got to know this in case I ever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Because I can't see Rob. I don't know. I don't see Robert like <laughs> saying that often or going through the whole rig and roll. I don't know. But, yeah. Um... And uh, oh, we didn't. We didn't. Um, I don't really know. Like the the second part of that, the second question was about the strange friendship between Jamie and Ilan. Like, do we think? Where? What do you think, Ilan's? Because you know, obviously in the show, they nothing happened. But um, with Ilan, do do what do we think happens to him? Um, you know, Sir Ilan Payne. Have any? I mean, I'm assuming he dies. I don't really have much beyond that. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> thought him out. Yeah. I've, I've, that's one character I've never really thought about what happens to him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming so many of them must die. And, yeah. you know, like, a, like, a he, he's just one of the number. Yeah, the, the <laughs> people who stick out is okay, they're going to make it through probably, but he's not one of the ones I've ever given any thought to. No. I think he's there as, like, honestly, as, like, window dressing to kind of. And it's funny. I mean, they they make he's in charge of he speaks with the king's voice and he's mute. Yeah, he can't read or write. So I mean, there's irony there, and I'm sure that's partly what George. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's like you said earlier. I think there was something George originally thought maybe something more for him, and realized that that's not what the character needs to be. I guess. Or he had other characters. Or had other yeah that could. Oh yeah, split them off and had them. Yeah. Because he travels with them. I mean, he's on the road with them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so does. Yeah. Maybe initially he was meant to be something more involved, and then it just sort of became this jailer kind of executioner role. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's when he's in he's in town, and then he yeah, that's true. He does travel with them. I forgot yeah, about the whole why, yeah, Micah. Like, yeah, I can't just imagine. I mean, why would you travel? I mean, of all the things, why would you travel with your executioner? It just seems yeah. odd. We're going to yeah, go particularly on a road when trip, went, and I'm going to go north. hunt and have sex with people, and I'm going to bring my execution. Yeah, because wait, was he was he there? Am I thinking right? Or maybe I was confusing him with the hound for a second. Um, he was was he was there when they? Yeah, because Sansa the wolves. Saw him. Yeah, because Cersei yeah, yeah, calls yeah. Him to kill. A yeah, lady. yeah, okay. And I think okay. Ned says she deserves more okay. than a butcher okay. or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. So like, why why is he even there? Like, do you are you just planning on having to execute somebody? Yeah. So I guess they have established that he does roll around. So I guess that would be a possibility. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, are yeah, there any? And I also just, oh, I was just going to say. I also think at the end of the day, as Ned points out, that like he didn't want to um, choose men who owed Lord, Lord Tywin any anything. And I think right. at the end of the day, like he that is Tywin's man. Yeah. So I mean, if 
if he does task Sir Ellen, does Sir Ellen <sighs> refuse? Yeah. Because Gregor is also Yeah. You know, and I and I mean and I would I would assume Good he's point. I mean, one, how would he refuse? Like what what would he do, I guess? Yeah. Does he just lay a sword down and walk out? Or what? And I would think he wouldn't do it in that moment. I would think he, as being Tywin's man, he rides off to find Tywin or the mountain and tell, like, let them know what's going on or whatever. Yeah, it would Ill- like, I can't see, I mean, I guess if he's ordered to, he has to, but I don't but know I mean, if I see him as a type willing to risk his life. Right there, he's killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, that, would he risk his life? I feel like he would <laughs> want to get a warning to Tywin in any way he could or something. Yeah. Oh. Uh, are there any more questions for this chapter? Um, no more questions, but there is one more piece of mail. Okay, great mail. Um, just a general question or comment, if we're ready for that. Yes. Okay. Um, so from Clarence underscore Unicorn um, is a comment. Um, I have no clever questions, but you are doing Relore's work with this podcast. <laughs> I'm on my 96,000th year of shielding, and it's a bright spot in every week. Oh gosh! Oh thank man! Thank you for that, Clarence. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And we're doing the same thing. My whole family. There's six of us here. We got three high risk people, and that's ex- this is what we call it here too. We call it shielding because we've been, except we get food delivered, and except for like a trip to the get gas for the, my mower, and I was by myself with goggles and a mask. Like we've been in since March seventh. Oh, so yeah, boy. so I understand. <laughs> so yeah, I get it. <laughs> Oh man, it's rough out there. <laughs> so it's it's nice to be able to have a little bit, a little bit. Of, oh, this this is pretty rough too. It's like I say, we're having fun with it, but this is pretty rough content too. Oh god. Oh, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Submit questions to the chapter threads on the Jamie <coughs> Brand, Brand subreddit. Uh, also on Discord, if you have any questions, um, follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. I just thought, does anybody know what the Discord is? Like, if people, is that just kind of a, um, I've been on it, but not for a while. I, I believe know. if you post in the subreddit, um, okay. if you, you you ask an admin, they can get you into the okay. Discord. Okay, okay. So I didn't, yeah, because I know you we know. read and we get questions for there, but I didn't want to say, hey, you know, this is the... <laughs> And, I wasn't um, sure. I don't think we've ever have we ever said what the Jamie and Brienne subreddit address is. Oh, I don't think we have. Do you have? It's, it's reddit.com slash r slash Jamie Brienne. All one okay. word. Okay. Okay. Thanks. That's that's good to have because I just have it as general, but uh, that's good info. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Please like, review, subscribe <coughs> to us on iTunes. Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, <laughs> all those places, wherever you listen. And please support us on Patreon. We're at the clo- uh, at Close the Door. Um, so um, thank you for uh, I think a decent episode. We good conversation. And thanks for sending all the questions in. We always appreciate those. Um, closing the door, get out. <laughs>